Win one of 600 prizes, Starburst, Fruit Chews, BMX Sweepstakes. Win one of 100 Schwinn Predator Freeform EX Bicycles or 500 pairs of Haro BMX gloves. Starburst Fruit Chews comes in all of your favorite flavors. Original Pack, Cherry, Lemon, Orange, Strawberry. Sunshine Pack, Grape, Red Raspberry, Pineapple, Wild Cherry. Strawberry Pack, Filled with your favorite flavor of Starburst. Three winning packs for you. Starburst Fruit Chews. A burst of refreshing fruit flavor. Welcome, dear listener, to our podcast, Jeff and Rick Present, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack. Where we journey through each issue of the most underrated Marvel series of the 80s while drinking beer. Analyzing awesome and amazing adolescent adventures and absorbing alcohol. I'm Jeff. And I am Rick. Random banter, you're my hero. Random banter time, buddy. How you been? What's been going on with you? Well, I have not been spending my time going around Chicago, going to various different um, art museums, and going to see a uh, going to see a baseball game, and calling myself the hot dog or the sausage king of Chicago. But apparently, you have been. I'm guessing. Yeah, I recently spent a bunch of time on a uh, float singing Donka Shane. As all we should. As <laughs> with, all we should. With my good friend Cameron and my girlfriend. I can't remember her name. Sky. Oh, it's Sky. Yeah. Okay. I've totally forgot. I'm just like, <laughs> and actress. <laughs> as far as what I've done, mm -hmm. I got a letter printed in a comic book. I know, that's super cool. And it is one that is connected to Power Pack. Because June Brigman is currently working on Captain Ginger for, mm -hmm. o for Ahoy Comics. And during the first issue that they put out, they mentioned that they were going to be starting a letter page. And they wanted readers to write in about some wacky thing about a cat that they own. So I decided to write a little story, or tell a little story, about our oldest cat that we own. And mm -hmm. it got published. Mm -hmm. And it's really kind of cool. It's yep. like one of those fanboy things of checking it off. A comic I really like and a letter I wrote in that comic. Yeah. The only sad part is it's about cats. <laughs> yeah, I read the letter. It was uh, it was well, you, funny. You read part of it. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the top part yes. was cut off. Yes. But, uh, yeah. That's it, it, still fun. <laughs> fun and neat. It's fun. Yeah. So that's my random banter. Yours is that you're in Chicago. Yes, I'm in Chicago. And while I was in Chicago... I really wasn't. Uh, you know how last time I had said that uh, my cold was going away? Yeah, it's not. No, it's not. It totally lied to me. I had like stage health for like half a day where uh, it then my body then said, hey, are you done with that podcast? Because... See, what I like is that your nice deep bass voice uh -huh. is all up in your nose. It it's really pretty is. cool. It's yeah, pretty it's, cool. I like that great. a lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it, uh, so yeah, so that just came and uh, hit me between the sinuses and the everywhere again, and I'm like, is it something new? Is it the same thing? Why won't somebody rid me of this meddlesome cold? No, 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 no. But I'm actually starting to feel on the upswing again, which in turn means that my sinuses are running like crazy. So I'm like, I'm starting to feel better again, or am I? <laughs> you are just gonna make my editing nightmare come true. Yep. Enjoy the sniffles, audience, that you won't hear. Because Rick's got to cut him out. Ah! Yeah. Or just leave him. Okay. <laughs> Ugh. 
Well, since all you're going to be doing is snorting and snarfing, I'd also like you to go ahead and tell me a little two cents replay about what happened last time and why we're here in your basement. <laughs> Snarf. An errand running Maggie Power has a series of unfortunate events, starting with being backhanded through a window by Curse and ending with Curse's creator, the Beyonder, saving her by taking her to a hospital instead of healing her wounds with his reality-bending power set. This sets off a vengeance-fueled hunt by Power Pack who drop a building on him to satiate Alex's need for... Revenge! Now that the there is a dish that Alex says is best served cold called Revenge two-sentence replay is over, why don't you give me a beer and tell us what our power pack pick is? My pleasure, my friend. I would like to also point out, too, that during that entire rendition, I never once looked at my script. I did not know that I was supposed to say revenge with you, and yet I managed to do it. That was pretty impressive. It was very impressive. So we are reading a Thor comic today. What? Not power pack? No, power pack is in it. But since we are reading a Thor comic today, I would like to give you this, my friend. <laughs> Thor's Equinox, Belgian-style dark ale, made by the Odin Brewing Company from Tuckwillow, Washington. You know, and story time on it is the standard, if you're pregnant, don't drink, and don't operate heavy machinery if you're drinking as well. So, fun story. But, <laughs> but nice look, But look, name. but look. How many hammers are on it? Two hammers. How many hammers are in this issue? Uh, well, let's see. There's Thor, and he has Mjolnir, and then, or Meow Meow, and then, <laughs> <laughs> and then there is uh, Thors, also known as Beta Ray Bill, with Stormbreaker, Bringer, S Stormhammer. <laughs> I believe it's Stormbreaker. Storm oh, Stormbreaker. There we go. <laughs> so, two hammers. Of course, now I'm questioning it. Now I'm wondering if it's Stormbringer or Stormbreaker, <laughs> thanks to you. <laughs> I can dumb down a room real fast. <laughs> real fast. Well, while you're pouring that, uh -huh. let me tell you that this, uh, like you said, Thor's Equinox by Odin Brewing Company, 9.0% ABV, 20 IBU. Hints of rum, dates, and figs complement the fruity esters in this strong Belgian-style ale. Locally made dark candy syrup helps keep the body surprisingly light in this big beer, worthy of rumination. It doesn't really have a lot of nose going on for it. There's a tiny little bit kind of like aromatic kind of sweetness, but almost a little musty. That's a really it's good, almost, good colored brown. Yeah, it's almost like a bit of an amber. Yeah. And uh, that... No, that's darker than an amber. That is... Yeah, it's, it's a dark amber. Yeah, that's... Uh, like I, it's hazelnut color. Yes, yeah. hazelnut color. That is a that is a Belgian ale. Hmm. I always think of Belgian oh. ale. It's got the more of a yeasty type yeah. taste to there it. There you go. Yeah, yep. but that is a very sweet. I'm getting some of the fig. Yeah, getting the fig. Yep. Getting a little bit of that candy that they were talking about. A little bit of it in there. It's nice. It's definitely got a bit more bitter than I'm used to. But that's yeah. the ale. That's the 20 IBU. Uh, it's quite pleasant. It's easy to drink. It's like super not bubbly. I mean, it hmm. is. We've had some where I'm like, wow, that is just a giant thing of froth. And this is kind of like, yeah, bubble. What do eh. you want? It's easy drinking. But yeah, it, it, very yeasty. Yeah. Very yeasty and figgy. Not bad, though. I like Not it. Not bad. And very appropriate. Yo, big time appropriate. I pulled this one out of a Costco up in Washington a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Walked by and said, Thor, yes, <laughs> I shall take thee. <laughs> that that blends right into the show, very fortunately. Very That's fortunately. Nice. As far as what this label looks like, it's it's very simple. It's uh, like black on a white or cream-colored background, but I like the bottom where there's the two dragon heads. It looks like, yep. a, like a Viking ship mast. Yep, yep, so, the, uh, yep. The, uh, the prow, I should say. Yeah. Now that we get that out of the way, now that you got a beer in your system, yeah, how about you... one in the system. <laughs> How about you tell us about this comic? 
Will do. The Mighty Thor, issue number 363, January 1986, This Cursed Earth. Credits, art and story by Walter Simonson. Lettering, John Workman. Colors, Max Scheel. Editor, Ralph Macchio. Editor-in-chief, Jim Shooter. Featuring the Mighty Thor. From Norse mythology, he came. He is the god of thunder and lightning, lots of muscles, and lots of blonde hair. Thor has just completed an epic journey to hell in order to save a number of mortal souls that Hela had taken. During the final battle, Thor's face was scarred by Hela's touch. This wound has not healed, and the touch seems to have affected him somehow. Also featuring the mighty Beta Ray Bill, an alien warrior, part cyborg, who was deemed worthy by Odin to carry his own hammer. Bill has the same power and strength of Thor, but uh, has a bit more of a horsey look to him. And Power Pack. Alex Power, aka G, oldest power sibling, does the gravity thing. Julie Power, light speed, second oldest power sibling, she can fly very fast. Jack Power, mass master, second youngest power sibling, controls its density. And Katie Power, the energizer, youngest power sibling, she disintegrates stuff and then blows it up. We also got Franklin Richards, aka Tattletail, he can see the future using his dreams. And he's related to the Fantastic Four. We also got... The Beyonder, an omnipotent annoyance who is causing trouble and chaos in the Marvel Universe any time on the front cover of a comic book there happens to appear a triangle that says Secret Wars 2. We also have Curse. He is a reborn entity of rage. Once known as Algrim the Strong, he was defeated by Thor, then resurrected by the Beyonder. He has been gone too long, but now is ready to rock some sheetrock, so has come in like a wrecking ball. We also got Loki. He's the adopted brother of Thor. He's the god of lie and mischief. And he ain't nothing but no good. We would like to start out by saying that we are going to edit out a few parts of this book. This is only so that we can focus on the power pack part of the storyline. There are plot threads in this issue that tie into larger storylines for Thor, but do not affect the tale we are telling today. We highly recommend reading this series of Thor. It is so good. And with that, let's jump on into this story, shall we? Oh boy, howdy. Do we ever. We get some really impressive prose narrating the history of Curse. He was a creature of hate that came from the depths of the ancient realm of fairy. Then the Beyonder came to Earth. Curse has just moved into his first apartment in Chicago and is savoring his first taste of privacy when the Beyonder, a hitherto unknown cousin from Beyond, arrives intending to move in with him. The Beyonder, who was an intellectual concept in Beyond, interprets what little he knows about the United States by relying on his own often out of context, recollections of superheroes he has seen before. After initially gently rebuffing his cousin's request to stay at his apartment, aspiring photographer Kirst decides to take the Beyonder under his wing and teach him about American life. Uh, wait a minute. Are you subtly rewriting a Wikipedia entry on Perfect Strangers instead of summarizing the story? Possibly. The Beyonder gave Kirst more power and sent him out to destroy. After mindlessly walking across the world, he came across some superheroes with some mixed results. And some inconsistency. We mentioned last episode that Curse escaped from the rubble after his fight with Power Pack and then attacked Beta Ray Bill. This comic switches the order. Here we see Curse finding Bill and nearly killing him. In like one panel. Where's the fight? I think that the Beyonder ate it for lunch. I'm not sure. But we do see him getting beaten by Power Pack. This follows a scene at the Rubblefield construction yard where a surprised worker sees the reemergence of Curse. Baroom! Screaming. Thor! Elsewhere. Zoom! 
Like a meteor hitting Earth's atmosphere, Thor makes a fiery entrance into the night sky. Through a portal made by swinging his hammer, Thor controls his chariot, being pulled by his two goats, Tooth Gnasher and Tooth Grinder. Attached to the chariot are two carts, full of the human souls recently saved from hell. With a swirl of Mjolnir, Scree! Thor releases the souls back to Earth. Can you imagine Thor returning a book to the library? <laughs> sir, sir, we need to ask you to please be more quiet in the future. Ah, dear Denzin of Midgard, it is the future that Thor seeks to quiet as Thor shall not suffer the consequences of any more fees of lateness from this repository of tomes. This impressive entrance and performance has taken a lot out of old Goldilocks. A close-up on his cloth-covered face reveals worried eyes. Between the covered injury on his face, the completion of his recent tasks, and his general weariness, the wounded warrior wonders what else awaits. He lands his charmed chariot in a nearby alley in New York, which means he is immediately beset upon by a couple of homeless toughs asking for change. So Mick and Nick here, they ain't too bright. They want to start something with Thor. The six-foot-six Thor in Marvel Universe is built by stacking muscles on top of other muscles, is wearing battle armor, and probably has an aura that screams, Danger, Will Robinson. I mean, the guy looks like a really young and in-shape Vincent D'Onofrio with, like, Arnold's muscles. But these guys start hassling the hammer holder for some change. And this after they say he must be a superhero. Vincent D'Onofrio. That's a really deep and obscure cut. In fact, I'm willing to say that was the kingpin of deep cuts. <laughs> yeah, I love this job. <laughs> There's something to be said between the difference of asking for a handout and demanding it. These guys are demanding it, and Thor gives them a piece of his mind. Why, thou ignorant fools! After briefing the belligerent beggars about his brief break in hell, Thor decides that demasking and displaying his damaged derma will de-escalate the dispute. And he is not wrong. The antagonistic accosters analyze his aspect and alight with alacrity. Here is some advice for you. Don't tug on Superman's cape. Don't siphon the Batmobile's gas. Don't harass Wonder Woman. Or any woman. And don't complain to a wounded Thor about how heroes never help anyone when he has literally just returned from hell to rescue a bunch of stolen human souls. Throughout this entire exchange, we, the reader, do not see the scarred skin. It is only ever shown in shadows, leaving the reader to wonder and create something more terrifying than what is shown. And Thor, watching these bozos beat feet, ponders again how tired he is and how he needs to go home. But somewhere nearby, Curse is causing more property damage. Because he crazy. He is the best there is at what he does, and what he does is scream Thor's name and wreck an innocent bit of property. And also nearby, except higher in the sky, is the Pentagonal Power Pack. While Franklin has managed to sneak out of what should be one of the most secure buildings in Manhattan, the Avengers Mansion, the Power Kids just waited for their dad to fall asleep before wandering out a window. They are backtracking along the trail left by Curse. They want to make sure no one was left behind and hurt from the earlier vicious attack. And sure enough, they arrive to find somebody just sitting in a deserted alley. As they land to investigate, they discover that this being is not human. This surprises Alex so much that he drops a G. Haven't done one of those in a while. Right in the stranger's lap. The individual is wearing a very strange maroon jumpsuit and is holding a short staff. He has no hair on his head and his skin is almost a dull orange color. He has no nose and his features are very alien. Julie, look! He's not a human being. You're right, little maid. But fear not. Beta Ray Bill does not number children among his enemies. You obviously have never met Dennis the Menace. Oh, Mr. Bill. 
Jack recognizes the name Better A Bill as the non-Thor Thor, but is questioning whether he is telling the truth, cause Bill is looking a little more human-y than horsey. That is because he is in his civilian disguise, which, upon reflection, is not a great disguise on Earth, cause he still looks like an alien. He is actually recovering from getting trounced by Curse. This shocks the kids. They assume they had killed the giant, what with dropping a building on him. Bill doubts that even he and Thor together will be able to stop Curse. Yeah, but these kids did stop Curse and did not get danced on like you did. This is one of many times when Power Pack has taken down a superior foe that has given problems to bigger heroes, and they are still treated like a joke. I don't get it. <laughs> Enough of this hypothesizing and foreshadowing. The weakened warrior wants to know who these kids are. Oh, we're the Power Pack. Alex, Julie, Jack, and I'm Katie. Franklin's a baby. Am not. Besides, you shouldn't tell somebody who you are till you know them. But Bill's a friend of Thor's, and Thor's our guardian, so it's okay. That is some special logic there, Katie. You have some way to go before you successfully get a law degree. So saith our mannequin lawyer. I'm with Franklin on this one. Not just because I speak in his voice, but especially since the catchphrase of Power Pack seems to be Codenames, when we are in our costumes. And these kids are definitely in their costumes. We close out this scene with Julie flying off. Bill knows Thor has returned to Earth and Lightspeed wants to warn him about Curse. Meanwhile in the Fable Halls of Asgard... Um, uh, well, I'm waiting for like... A home of the fighting Vikings or something? No, no. Too easy. No challenge. Loki is sitting on his castle on a cloud. He likes to lurk there to scheme. He spies on a woman on Earth from a machine. All from his castle on a cloud. There is a lady ironing. She does not know Loki is spying. Smiling with glee, he launches a beam. The consequences of which will be seen. Wait, did... You? I am the master of the verse. Meanwhile, in the great sanctum of the one from beyond in the Atlantic Ocean. Home of the fighting jerks. Oh, well, yeah, okay, yeah, you're right. The Beyonder is watching the above-mentioned laser beam fly by his window. He knows Loki aims to be misbehaving, and since causing mayhem to Thor mildly interests the Beyonder, he decides to turn on his personal IMAX theater to watch Curse finally find the God of Thunder. Thor is still sitting in the alley after chasing his insulters away, wondering if all his time spent on Midgard has been wasted. He is unaware that Mr. Mean Metal Maniac is marching up to him. Thor does not notice until he hears a... Thor! And gets a... Thrakam! Upside his head. At last, curse just like you and rest. You know, it's nice to have goals. It really helps to get you through the day. Now, my honeydew list is pretty long. I would love to be like Curse, carrying around a simple post-it note that simply says, Kill Thor! Bacarm! Imagine how gratifying it will be to check that off. But unfortunately, for our horned hunting herder, Thor is not going to give up that easy. Lifting himself up off the ground, Thor tosses Mjolnir into Curse's gut. Drack! Thor squints in concentration, trying to place where he has heard Curse's voice and seen this monster's movements before. It seems all so familiar. Then, Thor gets it. <laughs> Though you are greatly changed, no cosmetic cover can deceive the eyes of Thor. Algrim the Strong, is it not? Late of the realm of fairy. Curse pauses a moment as well as visions of lava dance through his brain. Again, he feels its fiery embrace. The moment is over, and the author of his torment stands before him. So with a scream of, Die, Thor, die! Scratch around. He throws a haymaker into the God of Thunder. Thor trades another blow with the enchanted elf and realizes that Algram may be a way overpowered. So with another mighty blow, Crash! Thor gains a precious moment to sprint to his chariot. A fire? And, really? Wait, no, the judges will accept that. And he pulls out his mystical belt of strength. Belt of strength. 
Definition. More advanced equipment for a fighter type, usually embedded with magics that cause the wearer to have significantly increased strength. I have a couple myself, but it's embarrassing to wear them in public. Thor is not embarrassed, just contemplative. He seldom uses this belt because he knows that while it will double his strength, it will leave him exhausted and barely able to walk after its use. He applies the awesome accoutrement and attends the action with an advantage, an advantage that holds, at least until the Beyonder shows up. Now, we have been grousing about this dude for a while, and with good reason. Characters' characterizations and motivations are all over the board in his series and in the crossovers. At this moment, the Beyonder has recognized that he has insane powers, godlike if you will, but he does not have any moral agency. You mean that the guy who made many women, including Dazzler, fall in love with him and continually makes poor choices is bereft of ethics? What? Yeah, he sees Thor as a contemporary, someone who has power, but who also has a mind guided by human interactions. So he wants to force Thor to not have an easy battle. He wants Thor to have to make a moral decision. With that decided, he turns the power level on Curse up to a gentleman's 11. What ham? Thor notices the difference, but he continues to get up to fight, at least until he can't. Then Thor goes down, and Curse begins to do his signature dance of joy, a cross between the dosado and the hokey pokey that he performs with the Beyonder to celebrate good fortune. Wait, would you stop referencing perfect strangers? No. The Beyonder is watching all of this, existing as a creepy floating head in the midst of these panels. Kind of the Tom Peterson of the Marvel Universe. And a really deep cut for Portland, Oregon. But I'll allow it. The Beyonder is perplexed about that reference, and as to why Thor keeps getting up when he is beaten. Well, you see, he gets knocked down, but he gets up again. Curse is never going to keep him down. <sighs> well, at least he is never going to give him up or let him down or run around and desert him. I love rickrolling our fans. <laughs> As Thor lies on the ground, Power Pack and Better A Bill show up. There he is. I told you I found him. Quick, Jack. Form a mist and hide him. Mr. Thor, roll out of the way. Hurry. The arrival of the children forgetting to use their code names is enough to rouse the Odinson. A child's voice bids me save myself from out of the mouth of babes. For if Thor falls now, who then shall stand between the monster and the children of Earth? So be it. Now the Beyonder is even more confused. Why would Thor care about these children? I'll tell you who's not confused. Power Pack. Alex directs Katie. Once again, forgetting to use her alias. To power up and help the hammer hurler. So it is a powerball away with Thor kicking Curse into the arcing orb. Shrek. And as Curse turns to face his new combatants, we are treated to another cut shot demonstrating the bruised mind of the bruising bruiser. Yeah, instead of Alex, Curse sees a strange man who is sporting a half-white, half-black face and clothing palette. This is Malekith the Accursed, ruler of the Dark Elves, and the one who originally forced Algrim to fight Thor. Using this distraction, Thor starts spinning his hammer, generating a similar heat to the lava that stopped Algrim originally. This sensory overload is enough to really jog Curse's memory. He remembers that during the original fight with Thor, that it was Malekith that sprung the trap that dumped him and Thor into the lava pit. He realizes that it is not Thor, but Malekith who is the enemy. Listening to the insane monster scream his oath of revenge about Malekith, Thor figures out that the all-consuming rage controlling Curse makes him very dangerous. Curse will keep going throughout Earth until he finds the source of his anger. It is up to him and the rest of the heroes to stop this rampage. First order of business, time for Better A Bill to Thor up. And by hitting his stick to the ground, he transforms into the Horse of Thunder, the Equestrian of Enchantment, the Pony of Power, the Ultimate Ungulate. Stop it. He's just a little long in the face. <laughs> Thor also recognizes Power Pack. Apparently, Fandral spoke to Thor about their meeting back in Power Pack 15. He specifically calls out Katie, the Energizer. I like how the kids very respectfully answer with yes, sir. Well, if you find yourself talking to a deity, why 
challenge you be a little bit respectful? Thor has a plan, a really dangerous plan. He has figured out that no mortal force can stop Curse, and he knows that Katie can absorb and release energy. He wants Katie to absorb all the energy from both his and Beta Ray Bill's hammers and release it at Curse. Let's put this into some context. Thor's hammer Mjolnir is made, at least in one of the tales, from the core of a dying star. It is the weapon of the gods. It has power levels on the cosmic and magical level. And there is Bill's hammer, Stormbreaker, which is a near copy. Thor does not know what will happen to these awe-inspiring weapons, or to Katie, but in order to save the world and to stop this unstoppable beast, he is willing to try. We're gonna have to talk about that later. But for now, with two gods of thunder looking at her, she commits to this dangerous and crazy plan. Touching both hammers, she draws the energy into herself. Her face shows the agony and the pain. Her body crackles with the energy. It begins to leak off of her in waves and spots. It's hurting me, Julie! It's hurting me! Just another moment, baby! Thor! Now, Energizer! Release everything now! Shrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrrr
Life is not fair. Then Bill helps the kids get home, and Thor walks back to his goats. It is time for him to head home as well, but he also knows that he must continue to protect mortals. And then, a lady, the same lady from earlier in the story, the one shot by the weird laser Loki unleashed, comes running down the alley. She was impressed by what Thor did, and she just has to give him a kiss. Smack! Foof! Three things occur next. One. The lady does not know why she is standing outside. She turns to go home. Two. Loki, viewing this from Asgard, starts to do some fist pumping at his own happy dance, because he just punked his brother. And three. We see a toad where Thor once stood. Oh yeah, this is the beginning of the story of Throg, the Frog of Thunder. Woo-hoo! Looking forward to getting into this one. Um, we're not going to cover that. Say what? We're not going to be covering Throg. What you talking about, Willis? Well, you see, next episode, we're back to the pack in a double-sized, very special Thanksgiving issue titled, Guess Who's Coming to Dinner? Okay, I'm, I'm a little sad about this. Well, if you feel strongly enough about it, we could always change the name of the show to Jeff and Rick Present, Untucking the Towering Might of the Mighty Throg. But of course, that means we would have to change our web page, our Patreon account, our Facebook page, our Twitter account, our... Whoa, 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 I'm gonna stop you right there, horsey boy. That sounds like a lot of work. So, back to Power Pack it is. Next issue, guess who's coming to dinner? Power pack, packaging time, all for you and me. Hey! With this one, of course, we're talking about the Mighty Thor. Yes. And uh, we'll start up in that annoying upper right-hand corner where we see the nice little orange triangle that says, Secret Wars 2 continues in this issue. Hurrah! Yay! That means that the Beyonder, or Beyonder-like substance, will show up, and it did. We got to see the Beyonder. Other than that, though, what else we got here? We got ourselves a Walt Simonson illustrated cover. And it's very similar to the Power Pack one we had, except this time we've got Curse Standing in the middle of this destroyed ruins. He's standing over the body of Better A Bill as he's unconscious on the ground. In his one hand, he's got Thor's cape torn and mangled, and hanging from Thor's cape is Thor. And he's kind of bent over backwards and looks unconscious. Do you notice one interesting thing about Thor in this picture, though? Uh, his face is uncovered and fine. His face is uncovered and fine, yeah, so... he's not wearing his red bandana. And yeah. he is also wearing his uh, winged helm. Yes, he is. Yes, yep. he is. So, yeah, it's a little different than where, you know, they were at in the storyline there. And it's kind mm -hmm. of funny because Walt Simonson did the drawing of this yeah. and yeah, things happen. Well, you know, it's along the lines of kind of go, yeah, it, it's it's an attention grab cover. Yeah. If it was like, uh, Curse stands triumphant over, well, Beta Ray Bill's up too and so is Thor, but they're fighting but it's they're gonna be fine they're gonna power be fine. packs there too don't worry about it it's well, okay. we, we don't know power packs in this issue no. but it does say curse he's the beyonder's gift to thor and in this time of giving that's awfully sweet of the beyonder to do that no that is really great <laughs> it is the uh, christmas season and uh it is a gift exchanging time so i mean beyonder got thor uh an armored dark elf uh malignant force of destruction what did thor get beyonder irony irony <laughs> <laughs> exactly that's what i was gonna say Ah, <laughs> oh, the gift that keeps on giving. That's ironic. <laughs> so, no, um, I, I like this, though. I mean, this is not a scene from the book. It definitely does represent that Curse is the one who's in charge here. Yeah. It takes the combined power of both Thors and the Energizer to stop him. Mm -hmm. yeah, the rest of Power Pack really didn't do much, but it takes the combined force of both Thors and the Energizer, mostly the Energizer, to actually stop Thor, to actually stop Curse. Yeah, um, no, they, Power Pack stopped Thor. Yeah, Power Pack teams up with Curse. They go, you know, I was just gonna, about I was just going to edit that out, but now I'm going to have to keep it in for the joke there. So, no, what, what do you think about the cover? Uh, it's a great looking cover. It looks, I, it looks really good. Uh, it is evocative 
of what is occurring because yes. Curse did defeat and knock out Beta Ray Bill. He also got Thor to a point where Thor was about like, I guess this is it. Here yeah. comes the coup de gras, and I can't get out of the way. I mean, he kept on knocking Thor down and keeping him down, and it was only Thor's own will that yeah. he actually got back up. So, yeah, in fact, yes. that was a, a major aside point for the Beyonder who was observing where he's like, you know, I should stop this, but I'm actually kind of, you know, because he even says, he goes, I have moved beyond what my original, what I wanted to learn from this. It's like, before I was like, oh, I'm curious what's going on, but, you know, Chris is such a simple creature i've already learned whatever he can teach me but and it's like i should just pull his powers oh well darn it he just found thor yeah yeah i'll let it ride i like this cover i i like all of walt simonson's art Mm -hmm. i think he i think he draws curse amazingly well Mm -hmm. um i think he draws all of them really well so i I, I like i think he draws everybody really well except for franklin's face he kind of pulls the nose off of him so he looks a little sluggy Yeah, it's just Franklin. Oh, wow. (laughs) Why would you say that? Franklin's like my new fave. I'm sorry. (laughs) All right. Let's go into some other themes for this issue. Talk about some sound effects. I guess we're just getting used to Louise Simonson. Mm-hmm. Her husband has got a whole new range of sound effects. <laughs> yeah, the, it's uh, yeah. Louise usually or Wheezy usually pulls uh, you know a lot of the same kind of sound effects pop out. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a lot of thooms, a lot of you know stuff yeah. like that. Uh, Walt's just all like, I like noises, making a sound, throw some K's in there and a W and a thrack, rock, thump, punk, it's, bloop. It's, lots and lots and lots of sound effects. It's all of the Asgardian sound effects. It's the Asgardian twang on things, oh, if you will. Yep. No, I, I do like the I do like the mix up of the different sound effects. I think it's gonna be fun recording this with my daughter and and getting all the sound effects in there. I think we're gonna have a few oh. takes. On that. <laughs> I bet there is because there's a lot of words where it's like this is all just a this is like 18 consonants. <laughs> can I and an A. <laughs> Daddy, can I buy a vowel? Yeah. No, no, dear. No. <laughs> nope. Walt Simonson says no. With most superheroes, there's a bit of a rogues gallery that they get, and mm-hmm. you know, they, they get some some villains that really hate them. But does anybody collect the stranger assortment of villains and the level of hate and the level of things that they will do to them than Thor? <laughs> uh, yeah, he his rogues gallery is like the Louvre. Of rogues galleries. And uh, I'll think of it this way. He's basically an immortal deity figure. Yeah. Uh, you're gonna, And he fights immortal deity figures for the most part. So yeah, you're going to get a collection up because they're not just going to like die out of old age. They're like, hey, remember a thousand years ago when we were at that party and you were kind of snobby? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. You've got magic. You've got, you know, space. Yep. You've got whatever else you got. And leading everything is Loki. Yep. The god of mischief. And not just, well, you know, it's like the Enchantress as well. Enchantress. And, then, and it is and, Hela. And Hela. And yeah, Hela. She, it's Surtur. And, you know, it's just like the Frost Giant. It's just name a name. And yeah. everybody's kind of like, Mrah. well, Thor is the, you know, he's the big gun of Asgard, really. And he's the adventurer. You know, there's the Warriors 3. There's, you know, everybody on Asgard basically, you know, giant right. space Viking pirate. But Thor's the one. If you're going to make your name, you got to take down Thor. And Thor don't, don't get taken down too easy. So, we go back and we look at some of the things that the Beyonder's done with different superheroes. Mm-hmm. The Beyonder has uh, gone to Spider-Man and learned how to use the bathroom from Spider-Man. We are not making that up, folks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's canon. Yeah, it is canon. The Beyonder didn't know how to use the bathroom until he had Spider-Man teach him how to use the bathroom. Because with great power comes great bathroom responsibility. You better believe it. Yeah. Uh, Luke Cage, uh, you know, he had a big fight with him about, you know, what's the value of gold? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 then you have Thor and 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 his interactions with Thor have been huh I'm going to find rage and hate in a already strong immovable hulk type being crank up the armor value on it 
and just keep on raising the power level. Mm-hmm. Because I want to see how much I can push Thor. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's already injured. Good. I don't see a problem with that. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, to end it off the issue, like I said, the end of the issue, this curse that Loki sent down on Thor using a big old machine that's like a laser that, you know, through a woman kissing him, he turns into a frog. And he spends the next, <laughs> I think, three or four issues, I can't remember, being a frog. I don't know. I It's I, a wacky story. I love it so much. Yeah, I uh, I actually want to kind of go and, and read those. Most of my reading uh, attention is focused on Power Pack now for what? some reason. So when people are like, what are you reading? And I'm like, Power Pack. It's like, oh, anything else? I'm like, Thor? Oh, that's neat. Well, just one issue of Thor because that's covering Power Pack. But uh, no, yeah, uh, I do really want to go through and read this run. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a good run, um, and uh, and we'll talk about it a little bit later on too. If if for anybody who wants to hear a really great rendition of this comic and all of the comics around the entire Walt Sim- Simonson run, the Lightning and the Storm podcast done by Miles and Elizabeth, check it out. It's fantastic. They did it uh, about a year and a half or two years ago, and. I listened to the entire thing. I took some of my knowledge from the past Thor issues from those podcasts. It's fantastic. Check it out. Before we get out of this section here, though, I want to talk a little bit about Algram. We were talking last time, a little bit off mic, about... You know, where's Algram appeared? Well, he has appeared in other things. There's a few more times that he's in this era of Thor. He does a couple of things. He fights Hela for Thor. Um, he goes through some more insanity, but then he gets better, and he actually becomes the guardian of the Asgardian children. Hmm. Because comics. <laughs> um, <laughs> also, for those of you that remember Thor 2, The Dark World, which could be said is probably one of the weaker of the three Thor films. But it is. Algram appears in there. He actually is... You know, Malekith is the bad guy in there, and Algrim is the thing that attacks Thor in there. So Algrim actually appears in Canocli in the Marvel Universe film franchise. So yeah, he does. I, I know it was because I was looking you know, offline when we were kind of discussing that, and it's like, hey, he was a bad guy in Thor Dark World. I'm like, what are you talking about? No, that was Malekith. Was replayed by Chris Eccleston. He's right. like, no, he was uh, one of the last cursed soldiers. Yes, who you know got transformed into a mighty cursed warrior. And I'm like, oh, 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 he played a major part. I cannot remember that at all. But now you have something else to touch back on it. Yeah. And I actually, I was hoping to get a chance to watch Thor Dark World again. Yeah, me too. And I'm gonna try to do it at, probably after I do this. But it'll be nice to plug that into my memory banks because yeah. i do remember when i watched the thor movie and this comic from my childhood so it still is kind of cool you know what the big takeaway memory that i have from uh, thor dark world swimming in a pool uh <laughs> no it is the fact that uh the actor that played fandral was replaced so there was a new actor playing him Huh. and the actor that played fandral was zachary levy levy oh yeah chuck yeah. 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 And so, it, and I literally, it was like uh, looking at that. And I'm like, wait a minute. Because I saw it in the credits. Because at no point did I acknowledge the fact that that was Zachary Levi. Uh, That's a Le- weird Levi, choice. Levi, Levi, yeah. I can't, whatever you say his last name. But it was just like, wait a minute. Chuck is Fandral? And I had to go back. And I'm like, because there are very few Fandral scenes. There's, yeah. there's some, but you know, it's like, aha. And he's Errol Flinning it. And I'm like, okay, here's a good close up on a pause. Is that Chuck? Yeah, that is. Huh. And uh, he was, in fact, also in uh, uh, Thor Ragnarok uh, for a blink. Hot second. Yeah, yeah. blink, and you missed it because, spoilers, but he got killed fast. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I was like, uh, even watching the credits on that, I'm like, yeah, that was that was still Zachary. Okay, cool. 
I guess he had to get out of the Marvel franchise to go play Shazam. That's his next stop is he is Shazam. Yeah. Which I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, looks kinda cool. that actually looks like a uh, a fun DC film. I'm actually going to still go out and see uh, Aquaman here soon. I want to see it. I want to go see that. Me and Hillary were actually talking. It's like, maybe we can get so-and-so to babysit for us, and maybe we could go see Aquaman. Cause... No, I don't want to. Yeah, well, uh, oh. <laughs> I'm but kidding. we want to go see it too. No, uh, I'm kidding. If you ever, if you guys need some, no, we, no, we, we, we were just thinking. Well, I wasn't referencing you. I was meaning I was thinking of talking to another friend of ours. Uh, you about have other that. friends? I'm I, cutting I, all this out. I, I, so, you know, I know. <laughs> I, uh, Hillary has some other friends. I don't believe that. No, that's true. Let's talk about Katie as a weapon. Oh boy! So yeah, this is the second story in a row where she is a weapon. Yeah, and I'm not sure, but we could take a little poll of the two of us here to say which one was the worst use of her as a weapon. Thor. Yeah, I think yeah. you're right because I think it was more dangerous. You know, it was a lot more dangerous. And you know, what's going to happen when I do this? I don't know. Here was Katie's input on this. Thor grabs her by the shoulder and says, "You can absorb energy, so you're going to absorb energy, and then you're going to shoot whatever's name, curse." Kurt. And it's just like. And it's like, okay, here we go. And uh, Julie's like, okay, are you ready, baby? And she's like, uh, uh, well, not really. It was, it was very much like that. I, it was, just, it was very I think much that of the, the. I'm waiting for the adult in the room to stand up and speak. Oh, the adult in the room just told me to do this. Yeah. Cause I mean, before, you know, in the previous episode or issue, you know, Alex is, you know, it's a, yeah. it's her older brother and it's like, do this. And she's like, whoa. I don't think I should. And he's like, you gotta do this. He hurt mom. All this stuff. Da-da-da-da-da. Jack was probably a voice of reason going, and he might hurt other people as well because his voice just changed. But, you know, so it was like there was reasons for it. Her older brother told her to. There was, you know, there was a lot of reasons why. And it was like, okay, it makes sense. And even it was like, oh, he's magic. He probably won't die. We're just going to trap him. Where Thor is just like, hello, little stranger. Kill a man for me. Do it. <laughs> so. On Thor's defense, yeah. <laughs> he is from Asgard, where uh-huh. it's a warrior race. Oh, yeah. yeah. On the other hand, he has seen humans around before, but he has just come. <laughs> Hildy, he, kill that man for me. He is also pro- He's also on very little sleep. Something's wrong with mm-hmm. him. He's very weary. He's just gotten his rear handed to him, and... He's got no other options. He this is an unstoppable machine that's going to yeah. go and harm other people. Hey, we're going to try this. We're just going. You're yeah. a hero. Be a hero. Mm-hmm. It still is not safe, and they no. don't know what's going to happen. And really, no, he ropes he, he ropes Bill into it pretty quick yeah. too. Well, Bill Bill is still kind of the apprentice in training. Yeah, you know, Bill is still like, hey, yeah, I know I fought you and I won, but I will still take your lead on doing yeah. the Thor superheroing yeah. stuff. This is a Thor thing? This is a Thor thing we do? We're doing a Thor gonna, thing. Okay, this is a Thor thing? Okay. Okay, boss, what do I do? Okay, torture a child? Okay. <laughs> Without the Beyonder there to reset the hammers, they have just destroyed their hammers. Technically, yes. Uh, that I mean, was, it, you don't know. You don't know. That That's the implication. It was super fuzzy. Yeah, it was just like... The implication is they're just holding a couple of stone mallets at that point. Yeah. But, I mean, we don't get a chance to see, oh, all my power's gone. They were still in their Thor forms. Sure. They, yeah. They still have their in- inherent strengths and everything. Sure. Now they're maybe just packing a weapon. But yeah. They just can't do all the But it's, it's stuff. still, it's like, you know, here is the symbol of power for yeah. Thor. Here is the symbol of power for Thor. Here is the symbol of power for Beta Ray Bill. Yeah. And we just threw, we threw all our 20s into this role, so. Yeah, for a hot second. Again, you know, it was very much a, well, because they didn't even cover that. It was just like the Beyonder comes in and it was like, wow, I'm, I'm impressed that you were willing to sacrifice your weapons. Now they're better. Yeah. At no point was it said that they were bad. It was just said, oh, yeah, here you go. Sacrifice yeah. more. Yeah. Do more now. 
Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a it was a, a heartrending sacrifice of a panel. All this talk about Thor, mm. I want to talk a little bit about literary reference because you know, really, let's just talk about Thor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Walt Simonson run of Thor, I can never not recommend. But if you want to talk about a literary reference, there is a lot of literature out there on Norse mythology, on Odin, on all of that. You, you can probably find a number of books that you can read, find something to your liking. But if you want to read something contemporary and something kind of comic adjacent and something very interesting, Neil Gaiman in 2017 released a book called Norse Mythology. I wanted to read that. I've got that. Oh, cool. You let borrow you sometime once you're done reading Power Pack. Um, <laughs> so three years from now, <laughs> something like that. So the Norse mythology book that Neil Gaiman wrote is really good. It's a number of short stories that he has taken from the mythology that he's done his own research on, and he's retold them, kind of using his own Neil Gaiman sense of humor, if you will, or Neil Gaiman writing style. I guess would be a better way of saying it. He uses a simple, childlike storytelling technique. He emphasizes on the trickery of Loki, the heroics of Thor, and the grand strength strangeness that is Asgard. He does a really good job in the book also of starting off by listing off all the characters, providing a glossary at the end, and you really get a good sense of the place and the mystery and, and kind of the retelling and oral legends that Norse mythology used to be in how he retells the stories, because there is no one set Thor or Odin or Loki mythology out there. It's all interpretations that have changed over time, mm -hmm. and by him adding to that and him retelling the stories kind of his own way he's adding to that lineage of mythology which i think is kind of cool yeah but it's and it's a very enjoyable read especially since it doesn't include any science <laughs> so are we gonna corner in on some science then you can if you want oh i, I leave it up to you i think i shall now, I'm not going to lie, I was originally thinking, I'm like, I might just skip Science Corner this time because there ain't no science going on here. But then I noticed something. In this issue, after Thor puts on his enchanted belt of strength to be able to defeat Curse, the Beyonder bolster Curse's strength to test Thor's strength of mind. What will Thor do when faced with an unbeatable foe? The Beyonder says that he is going to see this fight to the finish, a test to destruction. And that's where we get to. And I said, hey, wait a minute, test of destruction, let's look this up. And I said, and I found out some stuff. And I said, well, what exactly is a test of destruction? Well, we're going to cover that here. Not only is it the title of a Henry Williamson novel, it is also a prolonged endurance test under the most severe operating conditions, continued until the component, equipment, or product specimen fails, meaning that it is broken or destroyed. The purpose of destructive testing is to determine the service life and detect design weakness that may not show up under normal working conditions. Simply put, it is a way of making something fail in an uncontrolled manner to test the robustness of the application and also to find the point of failure. Types of destructive testing include the bend test, brake test, tensile test, hardness test, impact test, macro examination, and micro examination. So this is what the Beyonder was attempting to do to Thor, to test him till he broke and see how he behaved while it happened. The Beyonder did this simply for the sole reason that he was curious as to what would happen and for no other reason. Now this is a really horrible thing to do to a person and once again gives us definitive scientific data that the Beyonder is the worst. And that is this week's Science Corner. That is a fantastic, fantastic Science Corner. Thank you very much for the test that you put us all through. Yeah, it, it just worked out really well because literally I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, the uh, Loki shot a giant cosmic energy beam. I don't know about that. And then uh, the Beyonder observed it on his multi-TV format. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 no. I, I like what you chose. I yeah. like what you chose. Will you? It, but yeah, just, we challenge ourselves here in your basement. I, yeah. <laughs> the best place to challenge oneself. The best place to, chest, to test yourself to destruction or at least to inertia. This week, like every week, we talk about the Refrigerator Gallery. 
what piece of art in the book needs to be up on the Asgardian refrigerator? Mm-hmm. You've got a funny one, don't you? I have... I have two funny ones, so I've got a backup joke as well. All right, all right, what do you got? Okay, on page 12, in the bottom right-hand corner, I call High Above It All, and this is an image of uh, the Beyonder just floating in the air, being unobserved, and he's above uh, above everything, and just observing the fight that Thor and Curse are having, and all you see in the bottom is Curse and Thor's hands, just like grappling, so it's kind of like there's an awesome action scene below him, and he's just hanging out watching it. And I just thought that was funny. Okay. All right. That That's fine. So, again, that's just backup. That's backup. Okay. Let me talk to you about my funny one. Okay. It's up on page seven. Mm-hmm. Why is Jack chewing gum? I have this. This is my joke one. This is my joke one. What do you call it? I, that's what I call it. Why, Why is Jack chewing gum? Yep. It took me a while to figure this out. Okay. Yep. So Here, hold the, on. I call this, I call this uh, bubble gum or bubble fun. Aww. <laughs> so... For those that are not seeing this insanity, <laughs> the power pack has just flown around and seen this human being on the ground, and they're gathered around him finding out what's going on with Better A Bill. Okay, just real quick. That was a thing that I noticed in this that I hated. Walt, although married to Louise, uh, you know, it had Katie's voice just a little bit off. Because yeah. in this, it's like, he's not even a human being. Yes. And it's like, oh, <laughs> Katie would say being. She isn't going to say being. Yeah. Yes, she's five, but she's not that kind of five. Yeah, Walt, Walt, Walt kitted up the kids a bit here. A touch. Yeah. yeah. I mean... It took me a while to figure it out because there's there's two panels at the bottom of this page. One, they're around him, around Better Ray Bill, and they're talking to him. The other one, it's just Better Ray Bill talking. In the background, you see Jack with his hands on it, or his fist on his hips. And it took me a second because I was going, what is around his mouth? Because he's got this like pink yeah, stuff giant, around yeah, around yeah. his mouth. And I was going, what? Giant mush mouth lips. Yeah, and yeah. I first I thought, oh, this must be just be a coloring or an artistic error. But then I noticed that the prior panel, mm-hmm. as they're standing around talking to him, Jack is standing there blowing a bubble yeah. with bubble gum. Yep. And apparently it's popped between panels. Yes. And so he's just sitting there talking to Henry <laughs> Bill. Yes. He's got this popped bubble gum around his... It's fantastic once it I noticed is. that. It is. And here's the deal, too. Because... Uh, I'm going to say, well, here's the thing. Well, then if Jack has something in his mouth and he clouds out, does it stay there? Or is it that after he clouded and landed, he popped some bubble gum in to chew it? I'm thinking it's got to be, it, it, it's in his mouth. Yeah. That it's, it's part of, yes. otherwise all the food and, and water in his stomach yeah. would go away. Okay, we'll say that it's part of it. If it's in his digestive system, it gets to stick around. Sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'll be honest. I thought you might miss that because it was background enough to be missed. Yeah, it so, did. I picked that one up. I did pick that okay, one up. Okay, <laughs> I am happy that you saw that as well. I was like, this one's going to be great, and Rick isn't going to notice it. Wait, Rick noticed it. That's even better. All right, what do you have for your uh, backup good one? My my good backup one is on page 18. I have a feeling we may be sharing these ones. I think we're going to be sharing a lot in this one, honestly, in, in all of our all uh, right. best of stuff. Yep, and uh, I call it Test to Destruction. And it is uh, upper left-hand corner, and it is uh, Katie, or Energizer, after she has absorbed all the energy from uh, the hammers. You know what? I'm going to stop you right there, because 
I'm going to go ahead and talk about my my backup one okay. is the scene before that. It's where Katie is. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's on page 17, and it's Katie absorbing. She's got her hand on both of the hammers, mm-hmm. and she's absorbing the power, and she's already absorbing it so much that her outlines are all fuzzy. Yeah. And it's just these... And rays are coming and, and off And rays of are her. coming, yeah. And, she and has she's a got this, this look of just concentration and pain as she's yeah, absorbing it all. She's bearing the load. But. Following that up is yours, yeah, where mine. she's reached her limit. Yeah. What? Oh, what did you call it? Call it? I called that one Katie Absorbing. Oh, Katie Absorbing. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and so mine tested destruction because callback to both something in the issue yep. and to my science corner. Uh, and also just due to the fact that she, you know, it's like, here, we can even, you know, see what she's saying. And it's, she's going, it's hurting me, Julie, it's hurting me. And Julie's all like, just another moment, baby, Thor. But it, the image is great. Yeah. And it is, but it is just, Katie is... She's about to go away. Yeah. Uh, energy is coming off of her in like white and black dots. Rays are going. Her hair's all on end. She has that. She is screaming in pain. Look. Yeah. Yeah. She's holding it together, but she about to not hold it together no more. Yeah. She has reached the limit. Yeah. Body has reached the limit. Yeah. She is uh, Yeah. peak capacity. I'm going to follow through with what we're just talking about. Okay. My top one is curse getting it and this is where he receives the results of that absorption of energy and i love this because it's just this yellow sun that's behind curse and curse is you just you see a leg off to one side the arms off you know basically in the hand i would say that's what 1125 (laughs) small and big hand about 1125 there yeah 1120 1125 and 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 the big shirak across the across thing it's just yep. it's all of the power hitting curse yep yeah yeah it's 11 25 and 45 seconds yeah all right i can i can find my uh, best one page yes now. it's on page five and i call it weary unto fush <laughs> and it is uh the second to the last panel on the bottom and it is uh the names we've been giving them uh, nick and mick who are haranguing thor and it's just black background and uh, Mick and Nick in the background, white outlines around him, and they're hanging on Thor. And Thor, it's just like the upper shoulders and his face and cutting off the top of his head. And he's just looking down, and his eyes are closed, and you can just see the weariness in him. Yeah. And I just love that because it was just, I've had too much today. Yeah. And I'm having more, and I'm done and you know the next panel yeah. he then goes thou ignorant fools but yeah it was just <laughs> i just i just saw that and i said there is so much emotional weight and just weariness. Yes. You know, the weight of the world, the weariness that's on Thor is just, I'm like, that is palatable. That is amazing. And it's it's almost like you could cut out nine-tenths of this panel and just focus in on Thor's eyes, and that is what I'm looking at. It's amazing. I agree. Yeah. I agree. And once again, Walt Simonson's art. Walt Simonson knew Thor. He knew how to write this character. Oh, yeah. He knew how to draw this character. Yeah. And it's just, it's perfect. Speaking about ignorant fools. <laughs> I have a feeling we're going to have the same rubber and glue moments. We may. Mm-hmm. We may. But let's talk about what's the best or most childish insults. Okay, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and and go do my backup one because it's not really an insult, but I still like it. And it's close. Mm-hmm. And it's on the last page. And it's when Loki's gloating about turning oh, yeah. Thor oh. into a frog. And he says, it worked. It worked. And my little cat's paw has no memory of what just happened. Mm-hmm. Cat's paw. Cat's paw. Yes. Cat's paw. Mm-hmm. It's 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 not. It is an insult, but it's just it's not quite a childish insult. But no. I just it's, liked it. It's, it's a great word. It's a great word. It's a great word usage. Yeah. What about you? What's your backup? My backup is on page five. 
Okay. Which, uh, you, hey, maybe we just said it, which is, uh, you know, after Thor has got that weary unto mm-hmm. Fush, and then he kind of perks back up and turns on Nick and Mick and goes, Why thou ignorant fools? That was my top one. Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> what is your top one? Oh, my top one is on page 20. And, uh, you know, it's when Thor's talking to the Beyonder and convinced him to send Curse to hell and just go, yeah. like, hey, do this. And uh, the Beyonder's all like, oh, oh, you're okay. So, okay, yeah, I'll, I'll get rid of uh, Curse, but I'm not going to fix your face. And I like it, though. I don't quite know why. And uh, Thor says, it's called irony, Beyonder. I suspect your life is filled with it. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, that's some nice shade, Thor. That's some pretty great. And even the Beyonder after that is kind of like, how can I, what? (laughs) He's like, yeah, "Yeah, Thor got it. Beyonder don't. Nice. And it was just like, oh, oh, that is so delicious. I love that. (laughs) It is good. It is some serious shade and it is very good. You're right. That is a good one. That is a good one. But otherwise, yeah, not a lot of insults going on. I mean, other than, you know, there's the obvious really best insults, which is, Die, Thor, die! That, that's, not a, that's not an insult, that's a promise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, not the pit! I mean, who can forget which, how much fun that was, you know? Are doing this as a power pack issue. Mm-hmm. But um, there is not a lot of power pack in it. They're totally there. Yeah. And, yes. But still, I think we can figure out who's best and who's worst. Let's do a star in detention here. Yep. Who is the worst? I'm going to say Franklin. Really? Uh-huh. Okay. Because he is, uh, he's both Sir not appearing in this issue. He does nothing. But the thing that really put me over the top for it was after the Beyonder does, you know, or after the reveal goes on where Thor's like, hey, wait a minute, the Beyonder made yeah. this guy and the Beyonder shows up. That's when Mr. Prognosticator Dream Boy goes, that's the guy who made Curse. It's like, Franklin, you know the Beyonder made Curse. You've known it. For like a while, your reveal is way too late. It's like, did you just not have time? Where you're like, you know, well, I need to tell a- them the Beyonder but, who but- we've met is uh, the cause of your problems. But yeah, the t- it's yeah, like, it's like, yeah, fair you know, enough. we're talking about the movies, and now's not really the time to bring it up. But so it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, okay, all right, I can see it, I can see it, I can see it. I'm not going to defend him at yeah. all. It was just along the lines. It was uh, <clears throat> looking at what the kids did. It was kind of like, okay, Jack did some cloud cover. Julie, she went and found flew Thor and found Thor. Alex did nothing. No, he did a little bit of guidance. Sure. And here's my problem. And he, here's and I'm going to jump right in. And yeah, say, go on. Alex. Alex was is worst. mine. Yeah. And it's because last time we saw him, he was filled with anger yeah. and re- revenge. revenge. Uh, this time he was like, yeah, and spoiler and spoiler. Next issue, he's still on his revenge, revenge kick. More of a mopey kick, but the, he still yeah. he still has emotion. It's, it's the post revenge yeah. exhaustion, and so he's got nothing here. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I, again, I was looking at that. It was he did some guidance of stuff. He sure. directed Jack to cloud just, over, you know, Thor when he was about to get crushed, and he also told Thor, "Hey, get out the way." Yay! Yeah, get out the way. Get out the way. Move it, Thor. Move get it, out the way. It. Yeah. I think we can agree who gets the star, though. Uh-huh. I think it's the one who almost 
die. Yeah, it was the one who got her roped into doing the best. She's the one who kicked out a Powerball that Thor kicked Curse into, and then uh, and then and then she's also the one who said, "I hate you, I hate you" to the Beyonder. Yes, that was which, a huge part. Which which I'm sorry, we all wanted to do yeah. because we all hate the Beyonder. Well, I know. Well, she was the only. Yeah, Katie. Okay, so in case you don't know, Katie is our number one girl. She's our she's our mm. star. And it, yeah, because she did a couple of things. She again defeated Curse. Yeah, because she called out the Beyonder. Yeah, and said she wanted to disintegrate him. Yeah. Which, bloodthirsty, but mm, can't blame her. No, I mean, <laughs> even Beyonder going, oh, you don't want to do that. You'd be like, Curse. It's like, this is nothing like Curse. And, and she's also, the, I mean, the most human. She's, the, there. there's another picture we'll got to put in yeah. here. Well, where she, she's, she's in Thor's arms. And, okay, you hold your daughter oh, like yeah. that now. Oh, yeah. But your daughter is two. Yeah, working on two. Working on a year and a half, really. Your, yeah. So your daughter's a year and a half. Yeah. And your daughter, you know, she, yeah. she can wrap oh, yeah. your arms around your bicep, Man, right? Thor is made out of beef high. <laughs> yes. So this picture here, you see Katie, who's like eight, who she no, is. No, Katie's five. She's or, still five here. She, yeah. Katie's five. All right. Yeah. So you see this picture where Katie's five. Yes. Thor's holding on to her. She cannot get her arms around yeah. Thor's yeah, she, bicep. She looks like a six-month-old uh, kind of in as, regards, and, yeah. and as she's screaming, but it isn't fair. It yeah. just isn't fair well, because it's not. It's not fair. She was also, when the Beyonder was all, I'm off. Adios. Adios. Uh, she's the only one, too. It was like, wait, my mom. You know, yeah. It was like, fix what you've done. So she she's the most engaged yeah, in yeah. this episode. She is the most engaged. Yeah. yeah. We've got a G. Count. We do have a G. We have a G it count. It doesn't count for the series, but we do have a G. And you can find one G just prior to falling into a bottomless pit, which has a bottom filled with lava. Now you might ask, how can a bottomless pit have a bottom filled with lava? And I say, shut up. <laughs> but that's where you find a G at. And that's one to grow on. Yeah, yeah the more you know. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Let's move on to top grades. Let's move on to top grades. Here's an interesting question. I still want to rank this story because okay. it is a power pack story. Okay, so it's going to be like uh, with the X Men 195. Yes. Yes. Okay, so it is actually so, going to be we'll, in the. Yeah. We'll, in the, we'll in add the this to. Okay. We'll add this to our order. I'm going to posit that we should rank this uh, less on the story itself, but how good of a power pack story this was. Oh, okay. oh that, that is a great way of doing yeah. that. Because I was thinking about that. I'm like, I don't even know if we're going to count this. Yeah, I went back and forth on it, but I, I'm. I'm curious. I think we should. And mm-hmm. this may be a precedent. And we may go back and look at the other short little, you know, stories that we did too. But mm-hmm. let's just go ahead and say, where do we think this power pack story fits in with the other pack power pack stories? Okay. And I, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be low. It is going to be low. Yeah. I'd be willing to say it's going to be very low. Do we put it at the bottom? I would put it at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now, the point that I want to make, I want to mm-hmm. make sure that everyone knows, and they probably will look, some of y'all look at this list and say, I don't get it. It's a Walt Simonson Thor. Yeah. Yeah, Walt Simonson Thor is amazing. Yeah, I love a, it. It's a it's good a issue. It's a fantastic issue. Yeah. I would read this issue again. I would read this issue before. <laughs> I've read those... this issue like six times already. <laughs> I would read I would read this issue before a lot of the, you know, Power Pack ones that we've got at the bottom of our list. But as far as a Power Pack story goes, <sighs> it's mm-hmm. not that good. Yeah. Because it's, it, you know, Power Pack's not, they, they're they, part they, of it. They're very big part of the story but yeah. at the same time there's not a lot of agency there's not a lot of agency yeah. there so we'll go ahead and say that this is our new number 18 yeah actually 19 
If it's, we're going to say that yeah. this is our new number 19. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, Check that I can out. do math. Well, you saw, uh, we got a little list in front of us and it has 18 issues. And so it's yeah. like, well, if it's, re- and before we're always replacing something in the middle. Yeah. So we're like, it's the new number five. And so if you look and you go, there's 18, it's the new number 18. Well, then that means that it's one above the bottom. No. Okay. So yeah, it's the very bottom. It's number 19. Yeah. So it'd be interesting how we move forward with this one. Let's talk about our beer. Okay. How you liking Thor's Equinox? Strangely, again, it seems like it's a little bit better when it warms up. Yeah. Uh, it's fine. This is a good beer. I it, like it. Okay. It, for me, I, I'm i drinking it, and I have, I've... I've killed off a bomber almost, yeah. and I've uh, you know I keep on you know within a very short period of time I'm like oh half my glass is empty how'd that occur and I'm like oh it's because I'm tasting it you know and that was just during the initial yeah. like crack it open kind of kind of flavor thing I like it it's great it's not it's not amazing no I'm, it's I'm not. enjoying it but it's not amazing I know we're at star you know I know what I, power pole number I give it I know one thing for me is that this is a easy beer it is it's pretty easy for nine percent abv yeah oh yeah you can't it, it, that does not jump no. out at you yeah it, it's very smooth it's very easy going this is an enjoyable beer that i can sit down and just enjoy yeah it's it's smooth it's yeah, really it's smooth. really smooth yeah. it's not amazing it doesn't no. reach out and like hey hey hey, we're gonna party yeah and it's, it, it's, it's just, got it does have that kind of yeasty flavor and it, it's it's which pleasant. i like yeah it, it's pleasant it's a little yeasty it's smooth it does not go you know it's like a lot of imperial stouts which i know this is yeah but where you just go wow that's the whiskey barrel kind of yeah. thing. Uh, this is, it's pleasant and yeah. it does go down real easy. I'm going to say three and a half. Where are you at? That's exactly where I'm at. Okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm going to say this is a very good three and a half. Mm-hmm. This is a very good three and a half. I enjoy it. So Thor's Equinox, thank you very much for showing up with your two hammers. And now that we've got our final thoughts on the beer out of the way, let's move over to kids perspective. And that's where Rick and Carrie have a little chat about something we call power pack. Hi, Carrie. Hi, daddy. How are you doing today? Good. Good. So, we've got the mighty Thor to talk about. Uh-huh. You weren't too impressed with this book, were you? Mm-mm. Why not? It's really deep. What do you mean by really deep? Do you mean that it's hard to read? Yeah. It's okay. Why, why was it hard for you to read? It's because I felt like there were so many pages. Well, it's the same amount of pages as other, the other books we read. I know, but it just made me feel like it. So the pages just felt really long because there's a lot uh-huh. of dialogue? Uh-huh. Tell me a little bit about the dialogue. What about it bothered you? There's too many words. <laughs> You've seen a lot of words before. You read chapter mm-hmm. books. Mm-hmm. What about the words? The words feel like they're layered on top of each other, and um, and that makes it feel like it's an apartment of, of words. An apartment of words? Feels like it. Okay. Like a little stubby one, maybe. <laughs> Okay. So it's just, there were just really dense and a lot, uh, there was a lot going on, wasn't there? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I like the story, but I'm a little bit more adult. I know a little bit more of the backstory. So I can see how it, it's it's, it's very high level, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Well, from what you can understand of the story, what'd you think? A little bit more interesting. A little bit more interesting. How'd you like how uh, Thor used Katie to stop Curse? Did you like that? Yeah. You liked it? Mm Mm-hmm. How, why? I like how the drawings went. Like, they put... They put the two um, hammers together, mm-hmm. and Katie was in the middle. And how she was absorbing the power yeah. off of them. Mm-hmm. It was a very cool picture, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Do you think it was right for them to use such a little kid to... No. No, why not? Because she said it hurted her. Yeah. 
You wouldn't like to be hurt. I wouldn't like you to be in danger like that. Don't ever try to stop a god, okay? Okay. All right, deal? Deal. As long as I wish I could fly, though. Everybody wishes they could fly. Don't y'all? Yeah, I think so. What'd you think about Better Ray Bill? I like, well, he could transform into that one guy. So, no, his, like, face? Yeah, he... Disguise. Yeah, he, uh, he has one, his kind of civilian identity. Uh Uh-huh. And then he can change it to kind of the horse face, powerful Uh 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 Thor-type person, right? Yeah. You like that? Uh Uh-huh. What else did you like about the book? Did you like the drawing in the book? Uh Uh-huh. That one, um, Beyonder's guy. The Beyonder? Yeah. What do you think of him? Not so much. You don't like him? Not that much. That's okay. He's not a nice guy. He's kind of a jerk. Do you think it was right for Katie to say, I hate you? I think so. Yeah. Why did she hate him? Just because he helped her mother. He can. He made curse. Yeah, and curse hurt their mom. Right. So he just wanted to be like. He just wanted to be like, hey everybody, look at me. I'm so like famous. <laughs> That's one way to think about it. <laughs> but you don't like him very much. Mm-mm. No, I don't like him very much either. No, he's not a good character. So, like, when he created um, Curse, yeah, he was like, hmm, maybe if I make him do this, then maybe I could become really famous. And then he's like, hey, everybody, I'm such a big show-off. Well, actually, I think he was trying to make Curse so that he could test Thor mm. and see if Thor, what Thor would do if he is facing off against something that's very... Mm-hmm. That's really powerful. Uh-huh. That's why he um, gave it extra power. That's right. And Thor finally found a way to, uh, mm-hmm. to beat it mm-hmm. by almost sacrifice, or, well, sacrificing his power and mm-hmm. almost sacrificing Katie. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else you want to say, or is that about it? I think that's about it. All right. As always, thank you very much for helping us out with this book. You're welcome. Love you. Love you, too. Let's do some shout-out time. Oh, that's new. Thank you. We like to recognize those listeners that take the time to write in or leave us a review. So for episode number 19, on Twitter, Jeremy Daw, Osvaldo Oila, The Art Classroom, Let's Talk Power Pack, Radioactive Dog Welder, Reluctantly Back to Mal, Craig McNichol, Tim Price, Secret Wars and Beyond, Dr. G Nerdologist, Warlock Thanos Podcast, Trucker Talk, Alexander, Trekker Talk again! Bob Roland! On Facebook, Scott Sutton, Jeff Bullier, Robert Nesius, The Irredeemable Shag, Joey Burdick, Robert Earhart, Keith Baker, and Gary the Man Key. And for those of you that want to give a special shout out to Rick and his beautiful wife Cindy, it's their birthday this month. So happy birthday, Rick and Cindy! Aw, shucks. <laughs> Jeff and Rick Present is a bi-weekly self-produced podcast recorded in front of a non-existent live studio audience in Portland, Oregon. If you would like to interact with us through the magic of the internet, you can do so through Twitter at Jeff and Rick Present, our Facebook page, Jeff and Rick Present, our email address, Jeff and Rick Present, all one word, at gmail.com, or at our website, Jeff and Rick Present And if you would like to help support our show, we are on Patreon. You can find us at patreon.com, Jeff and Rick present, all one word. 
Check out our bonus content for our supporters, especially our coverage of the Power Pack All Ages miniseries that came out in the mid-2000s. Our second episode should be released by the time that this episode launches. Please rate and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you can find, and tell your friends about us, and share your love with us on social media. And as always, we would like to thank the wonderful women in our lives. My wife Cindy, and our daughter Carrie. My fiancé Hillary, and our daughter Aurora. We We love love you. Until Until next time, time, costumes off. Our theme music is 80s action. Also featured in this episode is Go-Kart. All music is by Kevin McLeod at Acopitech.com and is licensed under Creative Commons by 3.0 license. After briefing the belligerent beggars about his break... Beggars, not baggers. Baggers. It's not like he's shopping. And there, it is just... Well, he is. He's shopping for a meeting for these guys. Oh, okay. okay. The individual is wearing a very strange maroon jumpsuit and is holding a very short staff. Not very. It's just it's a cane, which is a short staff. It's the same thing. I'll just read it all again. And I'll resist the temptation to say a strange maroon five jumpsuit. It's not often you see somebody that does number children amongst their enemies. It's like, I am... <laughs> Hey, what if Ben Graham is all like, hey, it's the ever-loving blue-eyed thing. Hey, but if there's a kid going to be there, I'm going to punch him. <laughs> that's that's what my auntie said on Yancey Street. She said, Benji, you ever see a kid, you punch that kid. Is that Petunia? Yeah, Petunia. <laughs> you see a kid, you punch him. That's what you do. <laughs> you count those kids as enemies. That's what you do. Then what is Reed and Sue going to do? What is Susie going to do? She pops a kid out. Now, I can't go and punch this kid that's living in my house. It's like I count this Franklin kid amongst my enemies, but I can't punch him. Aunt Petunia's all like, what you doing, Benji? You're a blue-eyed baby puncher. What you doing? I gotta figure out my entire life. Now that, you know, Torchhead, he's dating my old gal. What do I got? I got a kid that I can't punch in my house. Some some wacko dating my ex. It's, I can't stand it. New York. It's crazy. <laughs> That's probably going to be an outtake. <laughs> you think? I might have gone off script. <laughs> it's child clobbering time. Oh, that feels good. I love laughing. Ah. <coughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> which, upon reflection, is not a. De- which, upon def- deflection. <coughs> Come on, it's an R. How can you confuse that? Easy. Oh, yeah, I'll just say it with a D. What would Ben do? Ah, I don't know. <laughs> but Bill's a friend, and Thor's a Thor. And Thor's a Thor, and Thor. Guardian. <laughs> but, unfortunately, for our hunting horn. Horned hunting hunt- herder. Herder. Hurt her, but unfortunately for our horn, but unfortunately for our horned hunting hut, dang it me! No wait, Rick. Yeah, that's my H's. But unfortunately for our horned hunting hut, I just want to say hunter. Hi, Carrie. Hi, Dad. (laughs) Did you read the issue and what'd you think? I thought it was good. I really liked that Katie was there. I thought it was interesting. (laughs) <laughs> All right. You can wish Cindy and Rick a happy birthday. That seems <laughs> that's what's there. You can do whatever you want. Okay. <laughs>
I was gonna race you over. Oh, okay. Time. I'll just do whatever I'm gonna want to do. It's like I wouldn't, but you could. <laughs> no. And for a very special shout out, uh, I would like to say that you can wish Rick and Cindy a happy birthday because they're December babies. Nope, January. That's like that. That's a uh, that's late observed December. <laughs> Remember, this is gonna go out in January. In the future, right? We're going back to the future. Back to the future. Marty! <laughs> yeah. 